Yeah, so I think Lil Baby is going to end up like Future. Why? 50, 50, I mean, he might already be there, actually, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I wanted to initially say no, but you might be right. But just yeah. from the point, point of view of, like, that 56 night, Future is just different Future. You're, and, and I can't even be mad that he can't replicate that. That run was so good. Like, what do you do with that? Hmm. So, yeah. Now, like, I, I, I mean, he'll, I mean, he'll make right good now, music in the future, but I don't think he can keep. Like, other than Drake, who really keeps at this pace? Uh, I think, I think getting the Drake stamp. I think getting the Drake stamp. Uh, kind of is gonna elevate him because Future was was almost. At one point, Future was the same cheat code that Drake was. If you put Drake on a beat, Drake on a song, that song goes platinum every time. No matter who it is, what it is, what song it is, if it's a B-side, if it's a throwaway cut, no matter what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, that's kind of the thing now about Future's music. Future doesn't make bad music now. It just ain't here six music? nights. No. Can you, uh, Can you hear my music? Dang. Snitches. Niggas be out here snitching. Uh. Dang. Snitches. Niggas be out here snitching. Uh. Snitching. Snitches. Niggas be out here snitching. Uh. Dang. Niggas be out here snitching. Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown. Pick a town like a damn. Grown hearts, grown hearts. This is love, my style. Look at how my wrist glow. Uh, 250 just on the watch. Post on the block, I was serving vanilla. I called away with some Mason Marjola. Bought him a water, but rubbed up and dollar. Tell him McCartney, you came with a belt. Taking off just like a rocket. Got racks in my pocket. I'm having my way with these hoes. Charlie in love with my diamonds. She love how they twinkle. She love how they kiss and they glow. Hold up a phone like a melt on the snow. When in the hit, 99 more to go. When in the wind, pull up like a goat. Tripping on spill, let you chill on the floor. Came from the gutter, this one from the broke. Welcome to episode 18 of the Splash Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood. That's right, 18 episodes of the realest podcast in the world. Let's get into it, Reg. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we're going to continue with the part one and part two of episodes 18. So this is going, we're going to go ahead and go into our Atlanta edition part one of episode 18. And we're going to talk about the Hawks. Uh, we've had some great news for those that haven't had a chance to listen yet. Go back and listen to our bonus episode where we discuss the signings of John Collins and Trey Young to extensions to keep the core intact. Best uh, young duo in the NBA. By That's far. what we got. By far. It's not even close. And there's nothing close to this young duo in the league right now. And we're going to be quiet for about two seconds so you can think about it, because I know y'all are not listening to us. And I, well, we know that y'all are hearing this for the first time and like, oh, my God, they've been saying this forever. Let me think about it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the best young duo in the league. Uh, as we said before, let's get into it. Let's get into these offseason signings, man. Trey Young, five years, one hundred and seventy two million dollar extension that could go up to two hundred and seven million. If he gets an all NBA, if he gets recognized as an all NBA team. And John Collins, five years, 125 mil to keep both of them in Atlanta through 2026 and seven, respectively. 
they kind of made a sweat about John, man. We uh we they signed Trey, and I was like, dang, they're gonna announce the Trey signing, and everybody knows about John Collins. But in Schlink, we trust, man. In Schlink, we trust. I thought that was risky myself. I was like, one thing that you don't do is celebrate the dude who's getting paid a year early when you haven't paid the guy who got paid a year late. But it worked mm-hmm. out. It it helps mm-hmm. that John Collins is the ultimate team player. I, I I was thinking to myself, like, yo, even if you got the deal, don't. But I think that that might be the pressure. Like, hey, JC, we signed your boy. How about it? Hey, man, everything Schlink does is for a purpose, is what I'm, is what I'm learning. Everything, every move he makes, every press release signing, everything, every news oh, release. Everything is a long con. Long con. And, he is and Ocean's I, 11, boy. And I'm going to say some things here that may be a little bit uh, risky, but I can't lie. First of all, Danny Ferry, when he was running this joint, even though he was saying things that may have been inappropriate, Danny Ferry was picking the right players. I didn't think that there was an opportunity that we would get another chance at good leadership. And we were fortunate. And now that, and, and this might be a point where we edit, Danny was right. Danny Ferry was right about them Africans. They good. <laughs> yeah. He just said it wrong. Oh, and, 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 and yeah, this may be another edit point, but Danny Ferry only said the same thing that we've been saying. Of, yeah. I've, I've made that joke. But hey, white man, you can't make you that can't joke. say it. There's some stuff that you can't make. Yeah, Jokes, even, words that even you can't if, say. Even if you see it, sometimes you just gotta let somebody else be funny. So along with Trey and John Collins being locked in Norwood, we also made some other moves, man. That I definitely think, and uh, for the Atlanta Hawks, uh, their organization is a class act. They definitely made a big deal about these two signings because we all the Hawks fans know how important these two guys were. Lou Williams, we brought him back, and we got Solo back. And Lou Williams ended up giving us a hometown discount because he turned down other deals to come back for one more year for five mil. And we got Solo back for, I, I don't think they disclosed his, his information or how much he got. Oh, it's a minimum. Vet minimum. Yeah, vet minimum. 100%. Close to well, I mean, he was on a vet minimum last No, no, it was 100%. The vet minimum last year, he's running that same joint back. Um, <laughs> this is a culture thing, which is more exciting than anything else. John Collins uh, signing is, is super exciting. Trey signing is super exciting, but we have a culture here where players are interested in coming here and playing mm-hmm. and staying here and playing. We haven't really had, even when we were good in the past, I don't know if we had like a culture. It was just like, hey, you could probably go here and probably go to the playoffs and get put out in the first round, but you won't be like this perennial loser. Now we have a little, we have a little swagger about ourselves. We have some confidence where, hey, these guys play, they play some defense. They're exciting to watch and they're in their young core. And I, I think that in the future, even if we can't keep everybody, I think we'll have the opportunity to have free agents now because you have John Collins dunking on people's faces and you have Trey who is Jimmy and shoot from basically anywhere on the floor. Um, that and we got is, depth. We got depth now. Yes. And you don't have to come to the Hawks and be a world beater. You can come nope. here and just do your job and be successful. And most teams, you have to either be a world beater or you're probably not going to get any minutes. Well, definitely, and I, I just like how we are now getting to the point where we we know who our players are, and this is what Schlink was talking about. We kind of know who we got to keep. We got to keep Sean, uh, John Collins. We got to keep Trey, 
And we got to keep either one of two of the three, Werder, Cam, well, Hunter, we got to keep Hunter, and then we got to keep either Werder or Cam. But we know that those three are staying. So now we're just filling in spots after them, right? We got veterans and people that are uh, used to the big game and Danilo Gallinari. We didn't move him, which was surprising. Uh, we got Bogey. We got all of them. So then we signed, what, Gorgie Jang. That's another signing that that a lot of people don't really know about. He is going to give us great three-point shooting. We're now going to get – we have size and we improved uh, offensive production from the five. All so he, a, does, all he hmm. does is dunk the ball and shoot threes. Yep. What else can you ask for? And you know what this does? This helps out John Collins because now he can be the role man and you can just stick Gorgie out there on the three-point line somebody's not going to guard him eventually. He's going to be wide open. He's going to shoot that three all day. Or Collins rolls to the post, I mean, to the rim, and destroys you. Or Trey yep. steps back there and shoots, like, shoots that mid-ranger. So either way, this number one, this helps out Collins, so he's not always the guy who has to stand out there because Clint can't shoot. So yep. I, I think this this helps everybody. Yep. And, and he's a vet. Like, he's an adult. Like, he's a good basketball player that's been a good basketball player for a long time. You're not in here trying to coach him up. And I'm sure he's going to be able to help a Kung Wu. And possibly we can see a Kung Wu maybe with a jumper or a three-point shot in two or three yeah. years. He'd be hitting them in, he'd be hitting them in uh in practice. But uh speaking of speaking of the depth that we signed, man, the rookies are now are now starting off summer league today, man. Uh we got Sharif Cooper and we got Jalen Johnson out there in summer league as well as a couple undrafted. Uh, guys as well and then we got a couple veterans like uh jordan bell cam reddish was left off the summer league uh, roster which was surprising because they said he was going to play in summer league before and i i don't know if this was an organizational decision not to play him or if it was his agent that was just like nah we're not playing in summer league no more we don't need to play in summer league you know what i was thinking i didn't think about the agent he may be the only person with any level of common sense because you're right. The team wanted him to play and Cam wanted to play. Cam is trying to prove, hey, I see how the money's going here. Pay yep. Trey, pay John. I know that y'all like DeAndre. Herder is a baller. Like, whatever he is, I don't know if he's a one or a two. He's, he's, a, he's a mix. Or a three. <laughs> hey, whatever you need him to play, that dudes can play. Yep. So you start seeing how the money is going to get doled out. You're like, well, I know you're going to play Clint. You're going to pay Clint because – He's the, he's the entire defense uh, and rebound champ. So now you're like, well, where do I fit in in this? And the agent's probably like, bro, I know Cam wants to play, but the agent's like, bro, you just came off a long injury. Last yeah. thing we need you to do is get hurt right now. And then if they just had at that point, you become a business decision. Yeah, then you, you see can they do- handing out bags of money, dog. We need to get in line for this bag of money. Hey. Yeah, if they handing out bags of money, sir, I'm going to need you to stand over here to the side until you get your <laughs> bag of money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I don't I don't I think Sharif Cooper signed a a two-way deal. He and did. Then we got Jalen Johnson. So, obviously Sharif Cooper is going to go to the G League. But I think they're going to end up playing Jalen Johnson. Definitely. Definitely. But they're going to end up playing Jalen Johnson. Uh he's going to end up being up. He's going to be called up, so to speak. Uh, oh so. yeah yeah he's he's gonna like so Jalen is gonna play varsity Sharif gonna play JV all they're gonna do is get Sharif a little bigger but they're, just gonna, they're gonna get him in the in the gym 
Sharif is a JV player who's going to play on varsity. Know that much. Ooh, he will uh, be called up. Don't 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 think that he's going to be he's not going to be Brandon Good. I mean, uh, yeah, Brandon Goodwin. It's kind of yeah, who's just on the fringe and you kind of play, but not really. And and I will say, like from a G League player to he doesn't play bad. Goodwin doesn't play bad when he's on the floor. Like no, nope. there are teams. Shit, you telling me I got to take Peyton Pritchard? I got to take good uh, G League. Give me G League all day. Um, Gallo, old man Gallo. I said it before. We didn't move him. The thing, I guess Gallo impressed us with the fact that he's averaging 21 and 10 in the Olympics. Old man Gallo still got it. And he, he showed that barbecue chicken post-up game and it was over. Sometimes you have to understand you're dealing with Bitcoin right now. And that man's stock is up. So let it go up. <laughs> and while it's going up, we're going to keep filling these holes in our roster. And then eventually somebody's going to need one year of offensive fury and we're going to be able to trade gallo and we're going to be like look he was out of shape last year and he holds the record for most three pointers ever by a player from the atlanta hogs and then he went to the olympics and gave italy 20 and 10 uh if you need this guy and somebody does what you what you got in players and picks give me a young player and give me a pick and you can get instant offense right now or a contender you need it you need it so it's definitely uh Definitely looking good for Gallo, whether he stays or goes. I would like to see him stay uh, as long as he can. But that really, like we said before, it all depends on Jalen Johnson. We are, trying, we are trying to create long-term sustainability here. And Jeopardy, Gall- baby. Gallo is a good piece for a short term, but flippable once again. And, and we have to, like, our team is good. But we got to give it to Travis Link. He is knocking it out of the park. And you look at other teams who are doing the exact opposite. And I know I'm probably going to piss a few people off here, but it wouldn't be the splash cast if we didn't. Um, if you look at the people who are running the Knicks, you look at people who are running the Cavs, you look at people who are running the Sixers. Uh, mm-hmm. the, if you look at the people who are running the Pacers, they're not doing what Travis Link is doing. And that's not a slight to your team. It may be a slight big up to Travis Link. Yeah, and 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 it is a slight to your front office. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. But he's doing like whatever you think that he should probably do, he is doing. Gorgie Jane mm-hmm. made perfect sense without yep. a question. I was like, all right, well, that's what we needed. This dude is an is a vet. He understands he's gonna play when he gets the minutes, but when the young kid comes, all right, well, I'll do spot duty. I'm I'm old and adult enough for that. And Travis Link, I think he specializes in being honest with players. Hey Gallo, we'll pay you. Take your ass to the bench. Hey Gorky, you gonna get some minutes? We won't vet minimum. You will give you four million. Lou, we're not gonna vet minimum. We'll give you five million. But you just gotta understand when you when we tell you to play, you play. Yep. 100%. Other than that, you just you gotta sit on the sideline and be quiet. We all, you see what we're trying to do over here. Know your role, know your role, and I, I, and and it's probably the best for him to do that. This is probably one of the better situations he's had in his oh, career. Oh, 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 Gorgie and Gallo—they're older. They're not trying to play eighty-two games in a season. So yeah, let and me Lou, get... and Lou, we got oh. the young guns to do that. You guys come in as concentrate. We got the regular yes. juice. Y'all come in and just make it better for a couple minutes. And Lewis, Lewis probably came here because he saw what they did with Bazemore. Um, if, if he goes to Golden State, just not going to get enough minutes. There are going to be other people who are going to be playing. I can come to Atlanta and basically 
now that there is a point guard in DeLon Wright, I can just score. Don't ask me anything. I am here to put up buckets in an aggressive way. Yeah, and we're dangerous. We're even more dangerous now because we have even more lineups we go throw at you. And I trust in Nate. I trust in Nate. But uh, going to uh, this last point, man, I kind of slid this into the agenda because it came out the last couple of days, man. Big Tigger is replacing Ryan Cameron as the play-by-play announcer at the uh, games. So you're not going to hear any more for three. You're not going to hear that anymore. How you feel about that, man? I, I, I actually don't really like that move but I don't know the story behind it. So, mm. I don't like when people, you know how old people always say you don't get cute. Mm-hmm. I don't like when you start playing with the juju. <laughs> I didn't necessarily always love Ryan Cameron, but once you get used to something, you should just leave it. And yep. he he's, he's from Atlanta. I don't, well, I'm not, I'm, I think he's, he's from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. He's from Atlanta. He's been an Atlanta fixture. Tigger is an import. Mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent of go with the girl who who brought you to the dance. Changing things always gets weird for me, mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it in the hands of leadership because they've done good. They've done well so far. I'm not gonna now Monday morning quarterback this move, but you better hope this is the right move because the Atlanta Hawks are one of the best teams when it comes to fan experience. So don't play mm-hmm. with the fan experience. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So. Uh, hopefully it works out. Hopefully it works out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have now come to the end of our Hawks segment. If you don't have anything else, Norwood, let's get into some football. <laughs> and let's let's be real. This is this is a worst case scenario for the rest of the NBA. And y'all are disrespecting us, basically remanding us back to again like, to like the seventh seed. No, we just no, can't. <laughs> nah, uh-uh, uh-uh. They back to like, oh, you guys have play in material. We'll see. Yeah, back in we'll blood. See. Back in blood. <laughs> let's get into some football. All right, we're back with our Falcons segment of part one of episode 18. We're going to sit here and we're going to talk about the Jags-Falcons week 12 matchup, as well as we got a little bit of a training camp update. Uh, they've kind of projected a 53-man roster, and and there's some news that's come out of there. So with that being said, let's get into this Jags-Falcons game. I believe they play in Atlanta for that game. And... I, there's no way that somebody could pick the Jags that's going to beat the Falcons, can you? You, there's, you can't pick the Jags against the Falcons, can you? This is the issue with our schedule, and people keep asking me, how do I keep picking the Falcons to win? Well, the NFL has found the most inept teams in the NFL for us to play against. I can't, I can't in my right mind pick the Falcons to lose to the Jags. Now, is it possible? Sure, we'll show the Falcons. Anything is possible, good or bad with the Falcons. But once again, if you don't want to be a fired-ass Arthur Smith, you should win this game. Yeah, you got to. The thing about the Falcons with games like this and what's frustrating, and it's almost plagued all Atlanta franchises, but what's frustrating, especially with the Falcons, is we're always that game that catapults somebody, right? They beat us, and it's like, oh, they're for real. Like I'm tired of being the catapult. Like We don't need to let the, the Jags have a lot of young talent. They have Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne, they got DJ Chark from LSU a couple of years back. Why we always catapult but never catapulted? When we win, it's like, oh, well, they, they got lucky. When, when yeah. somebody beat us, it's like, oh, they for real. At some but, point, we, we got to find some consistency and some integrity. But that's that's another conversation for another day. Y'all keep hating. 
definitely, man. And we're actually one and two. The Jags and the uh the Jags and the Falcons are picked to be teams that are ready to take a huge leap in uh twenty twenty one. So because we got Arthur Smith and yes, we did lose Julio Jones, but we got a lot of weapons now. You can't really focus on one person. The running game is something that Ooh. has to we don't have a running game, Reggie. It had, that's what I'm saying. We're going to have to figure out the running game. And this is where we get into our training camp update. You know, right now we got Mike Davis that's going to be the starter, but we just brought in Deontay, Form- Deontay Foreman from formerly played at Houston, who went to Texas, who was a really, really good back. I would say really, really good. He was a really, really serviceable back. And he was a good backup. He brings size, speed, but then he tore his Achilles. So we don't know how good he's going to be, but he may be able to be good in spurts. For our 53-man roster, they're saying Isaiah Oliver, which I am totally against this take, is probably going to end up being the number two corner. And I'm like, come on, man. We've seen this tape before. We've seen it. He's been burnt so bad. But maybe new coaching and Dean Pease can get him to where he needs to be. The long, illustrious history of cornerbacks getting destroyed in in Atlanta. Um, I see (laughs) this being no different. Um, you know what? Maybe that's our curse. We got cursed by Dion. You get the the greatest ever, and you don't keep him. And then, I mean, I guess it's like Cleveland and LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Is that where we got it from? But but LeBron, LeBron at least won them a chip. Like he came back. Dion never came back. (laughs) Prime time. I had somewhere to be. (laughs) Yeah, boy, he got winning time, baby. (laughs) Kudos to Prime, man. Yeah. But also, man, in training camp on the offensive side of the ball, the offense is tortured right now. Russell Gage looks like a whole new receiver now that he's making a making a taking an op taking the opportunity to make an impression as the number two receiver, is what I'm trying to say. He's out there making one-handed catches. He's really, really fast as always, but he looks like a complete receiver now. As well as Kyle Pitts is out there doing everything that we expected him to do, making acrobatic catches, making defenders look small, making cornerbacks look small, running past linebackers. He looks good, man. He's just got to build that rapport with Matt Ryan. Um, and what do y'all want us to tell, tell y'all about the Falcons right now? We don't fucking know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know if anything Everything is up in the air, yeah. Shade. L- let me give you a quick, concise rundown of the next 17 weeks until football starts of what we know about the Falcons. Matt Ryan is better than y'all think. Yep. We don't have a running back room at all. <laughs> Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley are super exciting. They yes. also have Hayden Hurst. And keep our defense in your prayers. <laughs> if you want to know, I mean, if you want to know my opinion for the next few weeks, I will come here and repeat it for you, but that's it. Oh, and we're going to put this on the splash cast as well because we want it. We have it in writing, but we also want it to be taped and audio evidence that we have made a bet. Splashcast has made a bet with one of our friends named Albert French Council Jr., mm. who is uh, going to he says the Patriots are going to have a better record than the Falcons this year. He's a Patriots fan from L.A. and they're going to have a better record than the Falcons. And if we win, he can no longer speak about 28-3 because, you know, that's his go-to for everything. If he wins, then we have to wear a Patriots jersey every Sunday in 2022 for the rest of 2022. Yeah. 
number one, I'm going to get rich off this bet. And if yeah. I, if my family gets generational wealth, 100%, I plan for it to be on the back of Albert Council. Oh, yeah, he's got to pay us $20 every time he, he in mentions perpetuity. three. If we win. <laughs> in perpetuity. So either he will be extremely silent or I'll be rich. This <laughs> works. Um. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we wanted you to be uh, co-signers, if you will, of this bet to make sure to have the evidence that when the Falcons have a better record than the Patriots, that we get our $20 or you get no 28-3 talk from at least one Patriots fan. Also, let's take a moment here. The splash cast is game for all of these antics and games because we do believe in our teams. Uh, so if you do have any of these type of wagers that you're interested in, just reach out via diveteammedia at gmail.com. You can reach us at the DMs at the splash cast or, you know, hit my reach line. Reach us on Twitter at underscore splash cast. You can hit us on Spotify. You can message on there. You can do whatever you need to do, but we're here for it. We All are here it. for it. Man, the realest podcast in the world, and we stand by it. Yep. Yep. With that being said, man, that's really all we got for the Falcons, dog. Man, we're, we're kind of waiting and see. Of course, we do have us beating the Jaguars if we didn't make that Yes, same. yes. Let me go ahead and reiterate. I think once again, this one should be like a 28 to 10. We should yep. score every quarter. And I don't know who that dude is going to throw the ball to. Um, we actually play them at, at Jacksonville. So it's going to be a nice day. So we're going to beat them anyway. Don't matter. That's a odd, it's an odd time that they play, though. They, we got a lot of 2 o'clock starts. Yeah. What do you think that they're going to pit Jacksonville and Atlanta are going to play? I mean, let's be real here. Well, I mean, 2 <laughs> o'clock, though? Like, normally yeah. you've got a 1 o'clock Man, and a 4 o'clock. Yeah, if they're going to play that JV game <laughs> at 1030. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some Braves baseball. What? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, as we get into our brave segment of the Splash Cast, episode 18, part one. We actually have some good news for you today. The Braves are above 500. What? How do we? <laughs> How did we get here? John called the bus. No, but <laughs> Braves not supposed to be here. <laughs> we were picked to go to the World Series this year, y'all. And we are bad at just now. At we're now two games above five hundred, and we're celebrating the small wins in life because we have had a mediocre ass season. And we did and not go into the tank when Acuna went out for the season, which I firmly expected. I thought firmly Smith, expected Smith was going to mail it in. He was going to be a fired ass, and this thing was going to go down in a blaze of glory. Here we are, Austin yep. Riley. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew, dog? In in our last 10 games, we are 7-3, and and we won four in a row. We uh, swept the Cardinals, and we beat the Nationals. Well, we should sweep the Nationals because they just had a fire sale. Uh, We swept the Cardinals, and we beat the Nationals, and we are actually one game out of the division lead, y'all. Well, okay, so what what this means to me is that the Atlanta Braves listen to the splash cast because I had one specific request. I said, hey, I know that you guys can win like every other game, 
But is there a way that you could probably put some of these wins consecutive and then give us an opportunity to kind of build on something? And they did it. <laughs> they did, man. Oh, uh, no. Uh, shout out to Anthopolis. We got to think of a nickname for you, man, because uh, you actually went through there and said from the jump that we are not phoning it in. And he made moves at the deadline, and all of those moves are actually producing. Austin Riley, you mentioned it earlier. Who knew? He had been mediocre and was supposed to be good for the last three years. Now, all of a sudden, he is hitting moonshots. Freddie Freeman is consistent. Dansby Swanson, all of a sudden, knows how to not strike out. He had 41 strikeouts in the last 43 games, and now he has two strikeouts in the last 10. So, like, he's actually learned how to hit again. And Albies is like, wait, 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 wait. I know Acuna is gone, but let me stand in this spotlight for a little bit. It's two of yeah. us here. If I'm Acuna, I'm like, man, now y'all want to play? <laughs> I've been balling the but, whole season. But, it, but if you're Acuna, you're coming back like, oh. Oh, yeah, I got I to gotta play. I yeah, gotta play, this, this is kind of how the Hawks were, where it's like, wait, there's a lot of guys on this team that can play now. Yep. Yep, we got a lot of players, man. Uh, and Un- unlike get, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who, in fact, do not have a lot of players. <laughs> but there's also a, a somebody's coming back for the Braves and Travis Darnot, Darno, sorry, who is our catcher. That's something that I didn't even think about until I watched uh, um, Valley Sports when they were talking about Darno's been out for the whole year and we have not had consistent catchers. We've had four other catchers. That's a lot of, di- a lot of catchers. The catcher frames the plate in the strike zone for the pitcher. And when you don't have that rapport with a pitcher, you don't know what, what pitches he likes. You don't know anything. And we can get tattooed earlier. So not giving excuses for the pitching because it's been bad, but if hey anything, man, that's a key call coming back. If anything, that should make the pitching more consistent. And and that's a place we can stand to be a little bit better. Yeah. 100%. Right? 100%. 100%. So hopefully the Braves keep it going, man. Hopefully the Braves keep it going. We may mess around and win the division, guys. Knock on wood. We may mess around and win the division and squeak into the playoffs. Won't that be something? But uh, you got anything else for the Braves? That's all I got, man. You know, I'm done. (laughs) Nope. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to get into some trending topics. We really only got one trending topic for you, but boy, is it a doozy. Let's get into some trending topics. And we're back with our trending topic segment. We only have one trending topic that we want to talk about today because we were going to talk about Donda, but, you know, we ain't never getting that album, so whatever. Uh, Never going to happen. (laughs) Ain't never going to happen. But, Norwood, tell us about this story about Evander Kane. Yeah, so in relationships that will be ending poorly, uh, there's a (laughs) hockey player named Evander Kane, and he has a wife who's wonderful, and, and I do mean wonderful in all the quotations in the world. Uh, wonderful wife said that how does the NHL allow uh, a compulsive gambler at, addict to play? 
Uh, he's obviously throwing games to win money. Maybe somebody should address that. Man, and it has come out that the, the Sharks actually tried to trade him in April and couldn't. No, <laughs> you think, you think. An untradeable asset. Yes, that man's wife is saying he's fixing games. Probably don't want him on my team because I'm trying to win games. But, it, but what I'm saying is they tried to trade him in April, which means they knew that he was a compulsive gambler and they knew that he was doing this stuff. Are we sure, though? Like, you know how mad you have had to make your lady for her to just to say that you're a compulsive gambler and you're fixing games? You Apparently he's bankrupt, right? Yes, that's the other part is he filed for bankruptcy back in, like, January. So you have the bankruptcy issue, and then she says you're a compulsive gambler. All of this now looks like a good narrative. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody I, here, somebody here is a lunatic. Somebody is enabling them too. Either he's a compulsive gambler, which is wild, brazy, and you're fixing games, or you have the craziest old lady to ever walk the planet. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know how crazy you got to be to go out in that blaze of glory. I'm just going to say he's a compulsive gambler. He's fixing games, and I'm out of here. Oh my God. Or he's a compulsive gambler, and the San Jose Sharks have been enabling him and turning the other cheek, and they could get stiff penalties from the NHL as well. There's, there's no way they're letting him fix games, Reggie. No, I'm not allowing him to. Not fix games. They're letting, I, I, I think the, the fixed games part is new information, but I think him being a compulsive gambler, I think they knew for a long time. But I mean, I guess as an organization, what can you do? You can't force him to go to rehab, right? I can trade him. I can they trade tried. him. The, no, no, I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trading him immediately. Like, as soon as I find this, he is out of here. Oh, this is a- you're right. There's nothing I can do from stopping this man blowing all these millions of dollars that we're giving him on gambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, you're right, man. It is this, what it is. It's tough. These are not the fun parts of this. <laughs> well, so, God, I- <laughs> so, Hey, that's that's the only trending topic we got, man. We don't have anything good. She said in a separate post, Anna Kane accused her husband of spending lavishly partying in Europe while asking to sell her wedding ring and wrote about not being able to afford baby formula. This is wow. Yeah, he's toast, bro. <laughs> he's toast. Ain't no if she nothing. It's but all she, on him. Is guy. she lying, bro? Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting the women from my neighborhood to jump you. Uh, <laughs> once again, motto of the next twelve months: back in blood. Uh, <laughs> this, yeah, is that, that, this is bad, man. Like, yeah, I started reading, and I was like, mm, I'm going to step on out of that article. <laughs> well, um, baseball players well, and hockey players are wild. Yeah, yeah, they've been locked up too long. <laughs> Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, they need testing for COVID. They said it has different side effects. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our trending topic segment. Nord, if you don't have anything else, let's get into this HBCU news. We got some Can good news with Warnock. Awesome. Anything that is more less uncomfortable than this. <laughs> Hell yes. You take
And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our favorite segment of our podcast, HBCU News Around the Culture. We got a couple topics we want to talk about today, man. Some good, some bad. Start off with the good, right? So everybody knows, well, not everybody knows, but when Norwood lived in Atlanta, and I'm currently living in Atlanta, our home church was uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church, Ebenezer. former employee of one of the members of the dive team, and Reverend Michael Wortham. Uh, shout out to Mike up there in New York doing his thing. Um, they Warnock was elected to to be a senator, right? right. A senator along with John Ossoff. And one of the promises that they made running together was to collect more money for HBCUs and also for the Black community in general. Um, Warnock and Ossoff news came out that they select they secured. $175 million for Georgia HBCUs. That is major news. It's not really sports related, but it could be because you don't know where they're going to apply that $175 million. But that's wonderful news. And they're making good or starting to make good on their promises, especially with securing money for HBCUs. And that's 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 noteworthy, man. What's your thoughts on this, Norwood? Oh, this is definitely related to sports. This is Atlanta's big three. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Warnock and Stacey Abrams. <laughs> what you thought That's it true. was? That is true, man. That and, big, is true. and big three, there's probably not a bigger three right now. Shout out to them securing the bag and shout out to Atlanta cultivating a, a young culture and something else. Yeah, man, because currently there are 10 HBCUs in Georgia. So 10, 175 divided by 10 is $17.5 million per school. That's awesome, especially for schools like Morris Brown, who just got their accreditation back, trying Hold to on. rebuild. So we got Warnock and Ossoff. We got Acuna and Albies. We got John Collins and Trey. Uh, and then we have Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Hey, man. Duos for days, baby. Duos for days. Will that be the title of the Splash Cast? You know, episode 18. I don't know. But uh, we, like you we said, we started off with the good man. Shout out to Warnock and Ossoff. Keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. Now the bad news, man. COVID mutated thirty-seven thousand times. We got Delta, Alpha, Zeta, Sigma. <laughs> we got, we got more know. Delta variants than the pandemic. Yo, COVID be cha- changing clothes <laughs> all the time. I'm- Stay in your house. Um, Homecomings look like they are in danger. Danger. Um, We're going to keep that lifted up in prayer because I had quite a few I was trying to hit this year. I don't know what to say, man. Like, I do miss homecoming. Mm -hmm. It is it. It, And, but I don't want COVID. At all. Like, you really don't want COVID at all. So what are you going to do? You... It is damn, what it is, man. We're we about to get put back on restriction because everybody want don't want to follow directions, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, <laughs> as the yeah, youngest man. youngest boy, I know what it's like to be constantly put on restriction for what other people do. So this is very normal to regular shit in my life. <laughs> so, with that being said, man, that's what we got for HBCU news and news around the culture. Uh, we really wanted to highlight that Georgia HBCUs are getting 175 mil. 
And hey, man, y'all keep homecoming lifted up in prayer because we have been talking about homecoming season for the last three, four, five episodes. We're looking forward to it. We were going to try to broadcast from homecomings. We were trying to be all out in the culture and in the city. But y'all got to follow directions. So follow directions so that we can save homecoming. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of part one of episode eight of the Splash Cast. But we did pay John Collins. We don't have to say pay John Collins anymore. We could put paid DeAndre John Hunter. Collins. DeAndre Hunter, you're on the clock, brother. Hey, DeAndre Hunter, <laughs> please pay that man. Um, outside of that, we don't know if the Falcons are good or not. We probably think that they aren't. The Braves are out kicking their coverage. Shout out to you guys. And we're not going to ask off on your ass. We out of here. We out of here. Stay tuned for part two. Part dose. Part dose. Watch bullets go through a windshield. I know how I feel when you try your best to be real. I know how I feel when you think no one understands you. I know how I feel when the one you love getting ran through. I know how I feel I done really cut all my mess too. I know how I feel when you broke and the bills passed through. Oh, you thought this shit was a joke? We on your ass too. I can't give my energy to anybody. I'm a billionaire in the making. I promise I'ma get one. Little bitch trying to chase me, had to steal for me. Only had a couple dollars, I was still getting fresh. I ain't trying to sound cocky, but I feel on the best. Every time I want the maximum, I ain't taking nothing less. I've been back to back just, but I still fly Delta. Thick little shit, but she can fit in my schedule. Yeah, I'm always on the go, but I make time for that ass. No, I got a lot, but I'm on the grind trying to get married. I know I be calm, but I am nowhere near average. A hundred million dollar cold cash getting buried. Looking at the man I'm becoming, it's getting scary. All these bitches fucking whoever who getting married. I ain't trying to go back to nothing, I'm trying to have shit. I be quick to pick up that bleaky, I got a bad wrist. I know how I feel to think everybody against you. I know how I feel to watch bullets.